You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a 3-1 win for the Ottawa Senators. And if you dabble at betonline.net, you'll love the puck line at the end. Pilsy, how do you think? Oh, I should introduce us first. Geez, I'm fired up. I want to get right into it. I'm Ross Levitan. With me as always, Brandon Piller and recurring guest on the postcast, Laleem's Martian. Pilsy, do you like my description of tonight's game? Perfectly boring. Perfectly boring, absolutely. And anytime you can hold a team 21 minutes without a shot, I mean, that's textbook, uh, that's taking them to school right there. Like that was when you have so many injured players, so much offensive firepower out of your lineup, the best way to win is just don't give the any the other team any opportunities to score. And the Sens just squeezed out the Sabres there and were able to come away with a 3-1 win. A great third period is ultimately what ended this game. Making Guy Boucher proud there with that defensive effort. Absolutely. 22 minutes and the one they finally get, that would have gone over a soccer net, I think. Jeez. Muffin. Well, the story all day was Craig Anderson. So let's start there and then we'll dissect what was a solid overall performance. Although... Man, the PK got a workout in this one. But Craig Anderson, Pilsy, your thoughts on his game tonight? It, classic Craig Anderson, right? Like he made a couple clutch saves. Uh, any wraparound attempt was a grade A scoring chance for the Sens. Like that that Connor Brown chance there. Like, holy moly, Craig was um, goes way out on that one. Um uh, classic stand-up goalie style. He made a couple good saves. and Yeah, good kick save, hey, in the third period. And Love you know that. what I always respected Andy for? He was great with breakaways. Like, for me on the breakaway, tries to go five-hole. Smart, yeah. Like, smart move, check the game notes, stand-up goalie, try to go five-hole, but Andy's having none of that. Yeah, agreed. Marshall, what did you think of his play? Well, you always know uh, Craig Anderson's not always the greatest puck handler, too. So you get him exactly. out of his net a little bit and get him moving around. That's where you can take advantage of him. So I, I think, I mean, the sense got enough to win. So that's good enough for me. Didn't score first in this one. It was Kyle Ocposo on the power play 13 minutes into this game. And that was their only power play goal. And thank God. Otherwise, it could have been as bad as a six-goal effort. For Buffalo, if they'd gone 100%, but you know what I'm saying. There was a lot of time with the Sens in the box, including three minor penalties for Eric Brandstrom at the midway point of this game. We'll get into his game later, but overall, that PK managed to turn momentum into the Senators' favor on multiple occasions, Martian. Yeah, luckily, I mean, with all the injuries the Sens have, their penalty kills pretty much entirely intact, I'd say, so... Um, luckily for them, they they have a, a full personnel, and those those guys got put to work tonight. Yeah, definitely some um, you know key key kills. I mean the the Brandstrom penalties. All the Sabers had to do was score on it every time uh, every time Brandstrom was in the box, and they we would have ended up they would they would have ended up winning, I guess, because the empty netter probably would have never happened. So um, pretty pretty crazy that uh, they spent so much time in the box, especially early on. But um, they were able to withstand the storm and kind of snooze their way through the first half of the game, and then uh, I mean they woke up a little bit, so they uh, they got it done. Yeah, and how about the penalty killing, again, from Nick Holden, everyone in the chat right now, giving some serious stick taps to him. And I thought this was one of Zaitsev's better games as well. Those two killed almost five and a half minutes together, mostly, on the PK. What would you guys think 
about DJ switching up the D pairs before this one. It wasn't holding Zaitsev at even strength, but they moved Brandstrom up with Zub to start the game. And even after a few penalties, they still had him out on his usual shifts. Yeah, I, d- I definitely didn't mind them them switching up the D pairings there in that case because they can't rely so heavily on just that one pairing having Holden and yeah. Zub together. So I think that the idea was kind of just to stop, stabilize those two pairs by splitting those guys up, Holden and Zub. And, um, you know, I think the idea was also to kind of let Eric Brandstrom take over as that Shabbat type role, that offensive puck moving defenseman. And uh, I mean, I think the idea was to give him that extra freedom. And I think he took advantage of it uh, a little bit too much, maybe with those those liberties that he was taking out there. So um, maybe he you know, you want to rain. You want him to rein it back a little bit. But I think the idea kind of worked uh, in a sense, because I think Zaitsev, like you said, yeah, he, he had a pretty good game that that hit the big hits. Yeah. Yeah. That he had one, especially I'm not I can't remember. Tage exactly. Thompson. Oh, yeah, Tage Thompson. Big so. kid. Yeah, he smoked him. Nice. Good stuff. All right. So after Ocposo's goal opened the scoring in this one, and that was the score at the end of the first period, the Senators. Not the best team when the opponent scores first. Only four wins coming into this game in 26 attempts. So it's their fifth win in 27 games when they allow the first goal. And that record, pretty similar when they're trailing after the first. Only one win in 14 games coming into this one. So they flip the script in the second period. They get on the board. And it's Zach Sanford. Great goal. Better assist. For Tyler Ennis, 14 assists for Ennis on the year. Artem Zub with the other one, nine assists for him. That was with just under four minutes left in the second period. Then in the third, the Senators pull ahead with Austin Watson's third of the year. Great deflection off of Nick Holden. Point shot Holden with his first of two assists on the night. He now has seven on the season. And Dylan Gambrell got the puck back to Holden for the eventual game-winning goal midway through the third period. That was during a stretch as we mentioned off the top of 22 straight minutes where the Buffalo Sabres did not record a shot. You had the Bronx cheer, ironic enough, in New York State, then that's not going in 100 times out of 100. So even still, they had a good chance with the goalie pulled towards the end of the game, and Brady takes the, uh, what do you call that, the putter out from when you're at the fringe right before the green. He just hit it all the way up, and, Found home. So puck line hit. That was great. The Senators underdogs tonight. Plus 110 on the money line. So cha-ching at Bet I got about 115, Ross. Nice. Ooh, there you <laughs> go. No, no. So you must have gone to Bet Online. Or sorry, BetOnline.net. Almost said .ag. Although it'll bring you right there. It's just like Built Bar takes you to Built.com. Okay, nice shout out for the sponsors there. Yeah, on a shout. win for the Ottawa Senators. So Pilsy, without further ado, let's get to our Send Central standouts tonight i mean lots to choose from more than usual martian let's go with you thanks yeah i'm, I'm gonna take austin watson uh he just okay. i think you know with the, the the start that the sends had in the game and they were they were off to a bit of a sleepy start i'm gonna give austin watson some credit for bringing the guys back to life with with his physical play um he was throwing the body around although he he only really kind of got credit for one hit which I, I thought was low he had the fight obviously um, and then a big goal as well, uh, the game winner. So uh, Austin Watson is an easy pick for me. All over the score sheet, guys, he had a goal. He had uh, the shot on goal that led to the goal. Five penalty minutes, uh, a hit. Like, he, he was all over the place. So uh, love to see that from him. And I think it was his first goal in 19 games as well. So that's uh, that's it's nice to see from him. 
one goal in one game since his suspension. Pilsy, did you like that he had to fight after that hit? It was barely anything. Yeah, I think it was uh, the Sabres are more upset that it was kind of it was kind of a cheeky blindside hit. Uh, I, don't, I forget who the player was, but he wasn't really ready for it. More of a shove than a hit. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it, it really wasn't much there. I think that was the Sabres, too, trying to bring some energy in. And uh, it's funny, Fitzgerald was trying to trying to shove Watson to go for it. And Hayden's like, no, no, no. Like, that's not your assignment. Like, I'm going to come <laughs> here and swoop that from you. And probably a good thing he did, although Watson... Maybe not the best record for wins in fights, but uh, he hey, he shows up. That's what you got to respect. It's not how many up. you yeah, win, but... it's how many you show up for. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the willingness. You got to love a guy who's willing to do it, right? That's what they say. So, yeah. So, Austin Watson is the first Sun Central standout. Pilsy, who's yours? Well, I got to go Nick Holden. I mean, two apples like this. I feel like Nick Holden's had a couple multi point uh, games recently. So, Although he's on the shutdown pair, he's able to chip in offensively, which you got to love. And game high in ice time, 25-15. That's got to, excuse me, that's got to be the first time that Holden's had the Sens' top ice time, let alone game high. So you got to give a lot of credit to him, especially when the Sens put out a masterful defensive performance where the Sabres go an entire period Without getting a shot, you gotta assume that their top—I would say—he's their top shutdown guy was a big part of that. So, big shout out to Nick Holden, safety first. I hope he gets the bike helmet. Out of respect for our guest last week, Craig Mendaglia, we have to respond to the Sabers going that long without a shot. Could someone in the analytics community yes. please tell us <laughs> if that is good? <laughs> so good. Hits a little. Hits a little better after a win, eh, Martian? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that was like probably all-time Craig Medaglia moment. Oh, right put there. it in the rafters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely tastes better after a win. No question about that. And good call, Pilsy. You got Nick Holden as your first Sen Central standout in the chat. We've got our poll up. So if you haven't already, we got 50 votes so far. Go have your say. Who should get the bike helmet and shades? We know Nick Holden will make for electric content when the oh, Senators yeah. tweet out the video and he's leading the poll right now at 45% second place Austin Watson and I'm going to skip over the guy in third my first Sen central standout tonight is Brady Kachuk the goal nice. looks nice always hits the over in shots on goal it's the lock of the absolute century at seven tonight over 65% <laughs> in the faceoff circle and took three but went two of them that's good and not only did he have three hits but he blew up Yoki Haru behind the net in the third period. Pilsy, one of my keys to victory. That top pair, a lot of skill when they have the puck on their stick, but you got to make them pay. At that point, it's a one-goal game, and he certainly made sure his impact was known. You like how after he hits him, just skates away? He knows that Yoki Haru is going to come back and give him a little extra, and then when he does, Brady just looks at him. He's like, come on, buddy. You're not even worth my time. Yeah, let's so, not do that. Hey, and Ross, if we're talking about our keys to victory panning yeah. out, my key to victory was win the face-off battle. 55% for the Sens, 45% for the Sabres. And how do you think you keep a team from getting shots? If you win a bunch of the face-offs and you control possession, that's a big way to help. So I think the face-off was a massive part here. We're not going to talk about Timmy's face-off night, but Nick Paul did take a big part of the assignment. And I'm just looking here quickly. 13 for 21, good for 62%. So not bad for taking 21 face-offs when the next highest was 10. So Nick Paul has had his work cut out for him, and he did a decent job. you got to respect that. The broadcast accidentally read out Timmy's face-off numbers, but they're actually Nick Paul's. 
in oh. this one. Uh, Timmy goes 22%. Nick Paul goes 62%. I'm getting some uh, good pushback, and we're happy with that. P. Hughes, if I have that properly, thinks Brady was awful. <laughs> I thought he played a great game. I thought he led this team tonight and brought them in the battle like he does pretty much every night. But maybe a stick handling, not that great. A couple of giveaways in this one. But in the second half especially, that hit really, to me, flipped the momentum even more so because that was, I believe, after they finally had their shot and they were starting to generate that kind of last-minute push. So I thought he stood up well. He's my first guy. And I think we could probably go around the horn one more time just for a quick rapid fire here, second round. It was a 3-1 win. There's lots to pick from. I feel like we've been scraping the bottom of the barrel a few of these losses. So let's live it up after a win. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, then in that case, I'm going to go with the best to ever lace them up, Tyler Ennis. Playing against his old <laughs> team, probably a little bit of extra money on the board tonight. Um, I thought he had a really good game. He was just doing his thing. A little jitterbug out there, dishing the puck, that really great feed to Sanford. And I'm telling you, man, if, if the last couple of games, he's been setting guys up on, on these two-on-one chances. Really and has the, been, the, yeah. la the last two ha have, has, have been Chris Tierney, and he wasn't able to bury like the, the really easy chance. Sanford tonight, very similar move uh, to what um, you know Batherson did earlier in the season, what Goddard did the other night, except yep. for instead of going to the backhand, he just curled it and uh, toe-dragged it right to the other side of the net there. So... Um, to be able to do a move like that, you got to get a good pass, and that's what Tyler Ennis provided him with there. And uh, I really like Tyler Ennis's game again tonight, so I'm gonna go with him, my little jitterbug. Best to best to lace him up, Tyler Ennis. All right, let's do it snake style, Pillsy. I'm gonna jump ahead of you after taking oh, your look sorry. out play I, I the snake. Yes, yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's coming back my way. Or we Pilsy's can't get lost way. in the snake here. <laughs> no, not this quickly. A two round <laughs> knockout. Could you imagine? Goalie-friendly show. We spent some time talking nice. about An Craig Anderson. It takes great mental fortitude to go 22 minutes without a shot on goal and not allow one in that last push. Not that they had any great A opportunities, but he made still 10 saves in that second period, and they didn't have a shot for half of it. So I think that speaks to Anton Forsberg being, being pretty solid here, especially early on in this game, and keeping it at a one-goal lead for the Sabres through the end of the first period, into the second. And how about on the PK, too? I'm sure a lot of those shots, as I pull it up right now, nine saves out of ten shots when Ottawa was shorthanded. So I think that also is good to good to go as a Sen Central standout tonight. Pilsy, we leave you one or what? Oh, yeah, I got, I got one. And I'm All glad right. you made that point uh, about him on the penalty kill because, sure, the Sabres went flat at the end of the game, but he did have a lot of work when Branstrom decided he was going to spend the night in the box instead of on the top line on the top right. D pair. So great job by Forsberg. I agree with that. And I'm going to go with Sanford. All this guy had to do is get south of the border and he shows offensive flair. He doesn't want to be in Canada. He's showing it, right? Did you he gets, hear that? I think it was six out of eight of his goals this year are on the or road. Or on the road, yeah. I need to How many of them down. are in the States? Oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. Um, Where's comfortable and happy. Yeah, but anyways, like that that goal was so good because, yes, I, I will uh, agree with you, uh, Martian. That pass sets up the goal beautifully, but... You got to uh, have that toe drag smooth, and there's not a lot of space there. And if Anderson decides to poke check you there, you're done. So I think it was a really smooth goal. Sanford needed a boost here. It had been a while since he scored a goal. So, and hey, trade deadline's coming up. I got to go with Sanford as my second Sen Central standout. One goal on the road in Canada, he scored in the game in Edmonton. Everything else 
in the United States of America, wow. including the hat trick in his hometown yes. of Boston. And then he got the revenge game goal against Washington, I do believe, as well. I, I took that page down, but he got one against Washington, didn't he? Yes, he did in the overtime loss on January 22nd. All right. So those are Sen Central standouts in tonight's game. Pilsy, your overall impression of this one. Now you hope that they can carry this through. So you win the season series 2-1 against Buffalo. And now all alone in sixth place in the Atlantic Division. What a beautiful place to be. (laughs) Um, My overall impression is that the Sens played this game. Their structure really showed here, right? Like when you're a coach, you no matter who your personnel is, you want to have a similar structure. You're you don't have your top goal scorer. You don't have your top point getter. You don't have your top defenseman. You don't have your starting goalie. Doesn't matter. Next man up. We have a system in place. Everyone on this team is accountable for knowing how to play that system and forechecking hard, backchecking hard. Sure, it might have been a boring game, but there was a lot of pace and there was a lot of making sure the Sens had the puck in their stick and were moving it the right direction up the ice. So I just think if you're DJ Smith, this is one of those games that you're going to look back on and be like, hey, we were down and out. And sure, it's not like we were going up against the Colorado Avalanche here. It's the (laughs) Buffalo Sabres. But still, you got to be proud for how your team played and they were able to pull out that win and get a 3-1 victory. So that's that's a big one. And, you know, we love Andy, but it's nice that we didn't give him the satisfaction of uh, getting closer to win number 300. He was plus fourteen, or sorry, plus fourteen hundred. I almost said forty to get a shutout tonight. And midway through the uh, second period, I was kicking mm. myself for not jumping. I know. All over I that. was thinking the same. Yep. Yeah, Martian. What do you got? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with what Pilsy just said. I think that was really well summarized there, Pilsy. Uh, the only true. thing I would probably tack onto that is. Um, you know, that's the way that they're going to win these games with the players out that they have. So that's the only chance that they have to win. So this is good practice for them for sure. Uh, you know, being able to perform like that. And then the other thing I would say is, I mean, they're lucky to kind of win with the amount of penalties that they took in the first half of the game. They're lucky it was the Sabres who kind of have that minimal firepower, especially on the power play too. So, um, I would say, I mean, they, they got it done. So there's no way you can possibly complain about that. So you got to be happy with the win. Can't wait until the Sens get back in action, but the Senators also can't be given those opportunities on the power play to the Boston Bruins, who will add Patrice Bergeron from when they beat Ottawa last week. He's back from protocol, so we'll see what he does. We've got um, P. Huge, again, appreciate you jumping in the chat, asking for Gus on the weekend. Now, the Senators play back-to-back games, so what would you do looking ahead here? Of course, Murray's status a little bit up in the air. He did travel I believe he traveled, but did not skate today. Anton Forsberg was on the ice, still had home, so maybe he didn't travel. Um, that I shouldn't have said that, not confirmed by any stretch. But um, I don't know how I would tackle the goaltending this weekend with or without Murray. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see if they're going to end up going with with Gustafson. I'd like to see him get back in the mix. I don't remember exactly when the last game he played was. I think it was uh, January 20th. A long time ago. The, yeah, it was against the Penguins, I believe, yeah, was, the, was, was the last game that he had. So... Um, uh, yeah, I think he's due for another, it's almost a month from then since his last start in the NHL. I think we've kind of, you know, pegged him and and tagged him as the goalie of the future. So he should probably be getting, uh, you know, his, his starts mixed in. So I wouldn't be upset with that. And that's only if Matt Murray's unavailable, of course. 
Yeah, otherwise you'd go Murray in one of the games, whichever one he would like. <laughs> the later the later game probably give him as much time as he needs, yeah. So that game is it's weird timing. It's a five o'clock game on Sunday and then seven o'clock on Saturday. So no afternoon games, I guess you could call it an early evening game against the New York Rangers on Sunday. But having that game on Saturday against Boston, that's not gonna be an easy game by any stretch. Boston's gonna need some wins. So we'll get into more of that more on Locked On Senders tomorrow and later on in the week. But go check out the standings. It looks good. Jumping over another team here for the Senators. It feels Senators. good not being in the bottom five of the league for the first time. And How long has it been, guys, right? Look like at all us. of last season, basically. Almost <laughs> this entire full season. The season before, for sure. So, I, I mean, not being in the bottom five. Hell, hooray. <laughs> to make it an Olympic reference, it's like we're celebrating making it through the qualifying to get to the finals, but there's 12 people in the finals and we're probably finishing 10, 11, 12 <laughs> in that. So we're not getting medals, but it still feels good to move on and yeah. feel good going in to another day. And the Senators still with a winning record when we have the postcast on Locked On Senators. You can listen to Locked On Senators wherever you get your podcasts. And if you missed any of the postcasts live after each and every Senators game, they are free and available wherever you download your Locked On Senators podcast. A quick review of the game sheet tonight. Seven shots for Brady Kachuk, five shots for Alex Formanton, and the team as a whole, 55% in the dot. The power play was 0 for 2. The PK was 5 for 6. The Senators outshot the Buffalo Sabres 28-24, and they got a 3-1 victory. Heading home for a few. We'll chat tomorrow on Locked On Senators for at Laleem's Martian and Brandon Pillar. Let's get some Go Sends Go in the chat here. Oh, we didn't actually get your final thoughts, Martian. Kind of did. You picked up off yeah. of Pillsy. But what's going on at the water cooler tomorrow? What are you telling everyone about this one? Well, I'm going to let them know that I almost fell asleep in the first half of the game. But other than that, I, I was very happy with the overall outcome. I thought the, the Sens held in there really nicely. So um, good for them being able to you know come away with the season series win against the Sabres. Suck on that, Aaron Dell. <laughs> it's better than the alternative. All right, for Atleem's Martian and Brandon Pillar, we've got enough go sends go in the chats. Keep them rolling. We'll chat tomorrow Ooh. on the show for the Locked On Senators podcast.